Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton and welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. If you have been struggling to conceive a baby, well grab a cup of tea. You have come to the right place because I've got your back. I spent 11 years trying to conceive my baby and I don't want you to wait that long. In fact, in that 11 years, I dealt with a bad marriage and a bad divorce, infertility, miscarriages, IVF, toxic workplaces, insensitive comments, and even breast cancer. I got through it all and I'm happy, healthy, and smiling. And I have an amazing husband and a little boy. Now, my superpower is helping women just like you to heal their hearts, live a life that is even better than they thought possible, and then conceive their babies. Because I learned to get the good stuff, I had to get right with myself first and find my happiness now. I finally put my psychology background to use, empowered myself, used my intuition, eliminated my blocks, and that's when everything changed. So here we'll explore your mind and emotions on the journey to conceiving your baby, how to make them work for you, and how to live an amazing life in the process. Hey everyone, Bella Hilton here, your expert mind-body fertility coach, and I'm so glad you're joining me for the podcast today. I am still in a never-ending lockdown here in Australia where I live, and to be honest, I actually don't see me getting out of this, well, Australia, not me, before late December fully. I kind of hope I'm wrong, but we will see, but I'm doing my best to bring you all that great information that I bring you on a weekly basis here on the podcasts. But enough of the doom and gloom of lockdowns, which, you know, they kind of feel that way sometimes. Let's get on to understanding yourself on a deeper level today and giving you renewed hope for the future. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about the topic of impatience. Now, it's hard for me to do an episode like this because I actually never want to reduce anyone's pain to being, oh, you're just too impatient or you just want it too much. I would never say that to anyone or reduce your, you, you know, your pain to that. We are in pain because we want that baby so much and you can't really ever actually want something too much. I mean, we have the mentality in society that the person who wins the race wanted it the most, like the person who gets the gold medal, right? You know, just coming out of the Olympics, they just wanted it more. So then how can we turn around and say, you just want a baby too much? <laughs> I think it's society's way of just saying, just relax and it'll happen. And we all know what should happen to those people that say that. Yes, they should educate themselves, right? But I want to talk about how impatience actually keeps us stuck longer on the fertility roller coaster and can increase that pain that we are feeling, how it can keep you stuck and how to actually surrender more to the journey by understanding this and what the shift is in people to get to the other side. Because the opposite of impatience is actually not patience in this instance. The opposite of what we want is usually not, um, what we usually want is not the opposite of usually where we are. I know it's a, you know, that's enough to get, uh, try and get your mind around, but that's often the case. But it will give you more patience getting to the other side of this in an effortless way. And who wouldn't want that, right? So when you're on a journey for years and years, let me just say this, you have every right to feel really impatient and really over this crap, right? But nothing is ever that simple. We're all beautiful, complex beings and the sum of our life experiences. 
but I was talking to a client the other day and she just had had the most beautiful shift happen within her and she was just a completely different person. And I'm always so curious as a coach and, you know, as a person supporting these people when that happens about what that shift was, what was the catalyst? Because I see it time and time again with my clients. And what was the result of that shift? Now, we've only been working together for two months, but she is like chalk and cheese from when I first met her. But now she just has this calmness about her and such clarity of thought that it's an energy to experience and behold. And I realized that I needed to do a podcast on this topic, not to diminish anyone's experience, but to let you know what I have experienced with my clients and how it impacts their fertility and their outcomes. And that is about how this impatience keeps you stuck in and on the fertility what the infertility roller coaster. And I mean this in many ways, right? It keeps us emotionally stuck. It keeps us stuck from actually calming down our nervous systems to support our health. It keeps us stuck in what we think is possible for our lives. It keeps us stuck from making quality decisions on our fertility journey and reacting out of fear and panic. And that's probably the big one. And it keeps us stuck sometimes from getting pregnant too. And the thing is, The impatience doesn't actually stem from their journey not working out. It comes from uncertainty of the future and a lack of confidence and self-worth and empowerment from inside. And that's why the cure for impatience in this instance isn't learning patience because the problem didn't stem from that. So firstly, let's look emotionally, right? We are impatient about our journey. It keeps us sitting in misery and being at the effect of our life and our journey, right? It's like with COVID and sitting in resistance within yourself to a lockdown, which I can relate to at the moment. (laughs) And if you're not in a lockdown, think back to a a lockdown time. um, If you're not in one now, the lockdown is happening. There is not much you can do about it. But if you resist it, think it is really unfair, you feel so much worse than if you accept it and do what you can to make your life as enjoyable as possible. Does that make sense? Sometimes I have clients who come to me who just want everything yesterday. They just want to be pregnant already, have their baby and feel better right now. And that's great. That's actually great. I love working with people committed to their success. And they've been on the journey for so long. I totally get it. Of course they want everything yesterday. They deserve it. The trouble is they want a million bits of homework from me too and just want to do, 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 do. Oh my gosh, can you feel how exhausting that is on top of everything they're going through, just doing all this stuff? They're in this vicious cycle of if I do more, then I will get to the end quicker. They're just trying to work harder to get what they want. And yes, that approach can work so well with so many things in life. Work harder, get better grades, get a better job, get more money, get the gold medal like we were talking about before, right? I want it more, I do the harder work, I get the gold medal. But mind-body fertility work and infertility just simply do not work that way. Our health doesn't work that way. You just cannot calm down your nervous system when you are like, right, let's get this done. 
It has to be this month. I must heal now. I must feel better now or after one session. I must get pregnant now. Right? It has to be this month. And when you don't get pregnant that month, when you don't completely heal your heart from a miscarriage immediately, you immediately think that you haven't done enough or that you haven't made progress. You judge yourself and feel worse than before, go back to square one and maybe even sink to new levels of despair, right? And round and round we go. And this usually happens every month, right? And this is why people sink lower and lower and lower the longer the journey goes on. You're actually just pushing yourself into stressful situations and wondering why you don't feel better yet. Mind-body fertility work takes reflection, time, curiosity, the ability to sit with yourself with space, right? Giving yourself that time to think. And when I give homework to those people still in push mode, they're like, right, worksheet, tick, done. Worksheet, tick, done. What else can I do? Right? They might connect to their answers for the 10 minutes they're doing the exercise and then stuff it all back down or give me surface level answers. Right? When we're in this mode, we're sitting in resistance to ourselves, in resistance to our emotions, in resistance to our situation. It's like trying to swim upstream in a strong current right, to avoid going over the waterfall just ahead. Because the waterfall is like this unknown. How far down is it? Are there rocks at the bottom? Will I survive the fall? All of that creates this uncertainty for our brain. And our brains will avoid uncertainty like like it's a plague, right? We're more comfortable staying the same with what we know than changing to something uncertain. Because our brains know misery. Because our brains know push and work harder. Doing anything else feels unsafe for us. And so our brains and actions keep us safe in push and in misery and in impatience. We're running the strategy. Work hard. Stress and perseverance equals success. And when it doesn't happen, we get impatient and frustrated and angry. And you know what? All of that is a perfectly normal human response. And all this busy work that we feed our brain with keeps us just sitting above actually dealing and processing our emotions. It's almost like if I don't stop, then I won't feel this horrendous pain bubbling up underneath until it does bubble up over and over, you know, bubbles over more and more and we're in the bathroom crying yet again. So it keeps us stuck emotionally and seeing as emotions are actually the language of the body, it can also keep our bodies stuck. Impatience and all those trapped emotions you're not dealing with keeps your body on high alert. If one of the main goals is to reduce stress, and I mean real stress, not not deadlines at work and temporary real, you know, everyday stress, and calm down your nervous system, then keeping your body on high alert is not what you want. And living each month like it has to be this month keeps you charged up, keeps you vigilant and tense, right? It keeps you constantly on so you can find that one thing that's going to make all the difference. So I ask you this. If you knew you were absolutely 100% going to be a mother, so just try this on right now. 
close your eyes if you can if you're not driving or if you're in a safe place to do so. If you were one hundred, if you one hundred percent knew you would get your baby, maybe not next month, but maybe a year from now, six months from now, how differently would you feel right now? Would you feel calm and settled, right? Just try, really try it on for a minute. If you can absolutely know that you get your baby, feel what happens in your body right now. Feel what happens in your emotions right now. Notice what happens to the push and the anxiety and the misery. And if they're still there, if it doesn't completely calm you, usually you can't imagine it, right? You can't imagine this beautiful future or you might still be stuck in another way. And it means you're sitting in resistance to your journey. It means you have an image in your head of the way it's supposed to be and you're not willing to deviate from that. The thing is, life has deviated from what you thought would happen or wanted to happen and staying rigid in our thinking will keep us stuck in our bodies, in our emotions, in a reality that is not happening. Let me talk about when I've been at some of the most difficult times of my life, right? And being at the point where I was actually turning things around. I really stepped into my story wholeheartedly, whether I liked it or not, and my reality of what was happening, and I deeply accepted it. And then in acknowledging where things were at, it really took the sting out of things because when I stopped being impatient and wishing things were different, then I was able to harness that energy to find my way out of it all a lot faster. Then I was able to look at my life objectively and make plans to do things that would move the needle and shift me forward. And that's absolutely without knowing the end game, but just where I wanted to move to, right? And that's exactly where my client was at. She suddenly had that clarity of thought where she had stopped competing with others around her, had stopped trying to fit into what she thought life should be right now and settled into her story and where she was at. She was able to sit in her emotions and see what the things in her life were that were out of alignment that she absolutely could do something about that were contributing to stress like her business. And now she wasn't doing any of this in a forced way, but in a very gentle, confident way. There was no urgency to her story anymore, just a gentle direction. And she stopped feeling bad as a result. Now she knows she will have good days and bad days, just like we all do. And with that clarity, she was able to see a better future for herself. She was able to make much better decisions for herself on her fertility journey and the direction she would take with it, right? She was actually making these really strategic decisions that were just like, oh, it it was, it was so amazing. She was no longer reacting out of panic and fear, which never ends up well. She was reacting out of what feels good and like the right next step. When you stop reacting out of panic and fear, you start to take a month off from IVF treatments to nurture yourself. You start to see that maybe it's okay to have that one cup of coffee or a glass of champagne, right? You're able to advocate for yourself more and so much more. Now, there are days that I don't accept or care to be in my lockdown anymore where I'm at, but I usually know it's because I've been trying to do too much, 
like trying to work and homeschool and keep the house running and support everyone. I think about how much I really wanted to get a course out to you all that I've been developing this year because I know how powerful it will be for so many of you and how the picture in my head of how I saw this year going is so different to what I wanted it to be. And I feel the impatience growing in me in these gremlins of why me, right? Accepting lockdown allows me to see what I can do that is fulfilling and amazing and I get to continue to enjoy my life because I don't get these moments back. And I get to reevaluate what is important to me and to be honest, this lockdown has actually taught me how much more time I really do have and what I am capable of doing with limited time and resources available to to me and it's helped me reassess things on many levels. So many of my clients realize that they also can use their fertility journey, just like I did, as a platform into a better life and a better way of being. And all the journey has done is actually highlight to them a bunch of things that they really needed to heal in the first place. And once they do, quite honestly, the baby often comes. And of course, They know it makes them better mothers too. It means they enjoy their pregnancies instead of being consumed by something going wrong, etc. Right? But another phenomenon actually comes out of this idea of impatience as well that I I wanted to share, but I want to be really careful how I present this and how I word this. Because I've had many clients now that once they surrendered and let go of the journey and holding on so tightly, actually got their pregnancy and baby. I had a client who was completely impatient about everything and we used to joke about it, right? And the one month that she wasn't impatient about her fertility was the exact month that she got pregnant. And I had another client tell me, and it's so funny, this was, this was the first month I didn't really feel like trying to get pregnant. And why is that? Why did they get pregnant when they gave up this, when that impatience had shifted? right? Well, it isn't just relax and it will happen because they didn't actually shift the impatience. They shifted different things. And believe me, we've done some really key work together, done some really key healing and shifting, but this surrender also allowed their nervous system to let go that little bit more. And so the big difference is not that they relaxed because it was far from it. What they had in common was that they had both shifted their life for the two examples I gave, but universal to my clients in this situation is what they had in common is that they had both shifted their life back to living for themselves. They both had shifted to that energy of, while having a baby is important to me, I am the most important thing in this life equation and doing things for me right now to feel empowered, to feel better, to really define my life is necessary, life-changing and makes me a better person. I am worth being happy and healthy without anything else happening in my life. They wanted their baby just as much as they did before and they weren't relaxed about never having a baby, right? But they stopped being impatient about it Um, about when and how it was going to happen and realized the strength that they had inside to do this. Typically, the biggest shifts that happen in my clients are the ones, 
you know, their clients who originally were like testing six days out every time from their period to see if they were pregnant to the client that then says, oh yeah, I haven't even checked this month. I was just too busy, you know, too busy living my life. So how do you get there? Well, it's really layered, right? It's not like this straightforward line. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I was told I needed a mastectomy, you better believe that I wanted the situation to be different. I absolutely rejected that this was my story at first, right? And it was a process to really fully accept my situation. And there were many layers to it. And there were many times that I went from, I accept this, which gave me perspective, to moments where I was like, I don't accept this anymore. It can be a process. And it's different things along the way that you might need to accept, right? And that's why it can be layers. You know, first I had to accept that I had this diagnosis in the first place, that I had cancer. Then I had to accept that I was going to lose my breast. Then I had a whole bunch of complications, right? Of course. And I needed to process that and accept what had happened. Then I had to accept that I couldn't wear anything low cut for a while while I got my boob built back up a bit. Then I had to accept that when I go to a yoga class or to the beach, you know, Right now I have one really big boob and one really small boob, right? I'm not even and people will notice and might do a double take. You know, to the acceptance of the fact that it took the opportunity away from me to have a second baby. To where I am right now and honestly, I don't even think about it at all. Because I'm too busy living a passionate and fulfilling life and that's what my clients do. They start living life for themselves again, feeling empowered and feeling their self-worth and they effortlessly find that patience. And like I said, the majority of the time, they're babies too. I really hope you've dug deep today and gotten some amazing insights for yourself from this podcast episode and if you need more wisdom or if you just need support and a, and a holding hand, right? Get yourself onto my email list. I don't bombard people with too many emails, usually one a week to announce, uh, you know, my next podcast episode. Or get yourself onto my Instagram and follow me there for daily reminders of your inner strength. And I welcome you to reach out to me anytime if you need a hand or if you want to work with me one-on-one, just go to my website at studiofertility.com and book in for a support call with me. Um, do yourself a favor and get that support from that community. I can't wait to welcome you into my community and give you the support that you need. And until next time, you've got this. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, Go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving your review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, 
please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation. And you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis, and visualization, how to use each one, and how they benefit you, and of course, some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day, you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis, or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.